exploring the mysteries of life and the cosmos with an overwhelming desire to uncover buried truth, discovering whether or not human beings purposefully manipulated the world or something more spiritual has happened or is happening. Researching a wide range of topics such as conspiracies, religion, spirituality, science, health, and history, Apple of Perception delves into the beyond, where nothing is off-limits. This is Apple of Perception Podcast. If the world is an enigma, then everyone is either telling their own truths and or we're all pathological liars. Because everything is consciousness, choice dictates reality, and the truth is within. Recording from Niagara Falls, New York, I'm your host, Joseph Edward Vinay. Now we're going to dive right back in with the reading of my book, Apple of Perception. We are on part one, chapter two, origin. Here's what we know for sure. We are on Earth, have a visible spectrum of perception. The spectrum measures from 400 to 790 terahertz, or observed visibly in a measure of particle wavelengths from 380 to 750 nanometers. The only given facts are perception is only a part of what exists. We're here on Earth and have an audible spectrum of perception. The spectrum is from 16 to 20,000 hertz. This form of particle wavelength ranges from 17 meters and 17 micrometers. The only given facts, perception is only a portion of what exists. What is a particle? It is defined as a small localized object to which can be ascribed several physical properties, such as volume or mass. The word is rather general in meaning and is refined as needed by various scientific areas of expertise. Macroscopically, this term could be used to describe a grain of sand or dust. Microscopically, it could describe an atom or a molecule. This vague explanation draws the conclusion that we really have no idea what a particle is. Though we have classified many types and discerned their orbits into many dances in which we can draw a plethora of knowledge from. The ones I'd most like to concentrate are the subatomic particles, example neutrons, protons, electrons, photons, etc. And from their knowledge we've made the periodic table of elements and understand much in terms of chemistry, electricity, physics, yada yada, but we haven't really broken them down to what causes them to exist in the first place. What exactly gives these particles such properties as volume or mass? To understand this, we need to break down the subatomic particles even further. From the leptons, we understand as electrons, protons, we can further break down into quark particles. These quark particles combine to make up the subatomic particles. Outside of these, we have particles that are classified as gauge bosons. These gauge bosons are defined as carriers of the fundamental forces of nature, so that the subatomic particles exert forces on each other by the exchange of gauge bosons. What we must accept is that there is no end to these blips of light the further down the rabbit hole we go. They just seem to keep emanating the further we dig. So we have to start making these definitions a bit clearer so that the everyman can understand and so that we ourselves can finally understand. The same goes for the celestial bodies up above. 
Understanding the dance between these subatomic particles requires the knowledge of quantum mechanics to explain the forces of fields. Fields are defined as a physical quantity associated to each point of space-time. Quantum field theory provides a theoretical framework for constructing models of systems classically represented by an infinite number of dynamical degrees of freedom. This quantum field theory is, as stated, just a theory. What is magnificent about this theory is that finally mankind found a way to attribute unseen forces to be the backbone of our existence. A unified field theory? This is a type of field theory that allows all that is usually thought of as fundamental forces and elementary particles to be written in terms of a single field. There is no accepted version of this theory, and it remains an open line of research. Now for your reading pleasure, a more enlightened factoid towards these unified field theories. Accepting the fact that we can only perceive a portion of light and sound spectrums is proof positive that we can only measure a portion of what we perceive to be subatomic particles and can measure as waves. This is simply put together by A plus B equals C, two given statements giving proof to a third given statement. Such dictates Pythagorean logic as outlined with the 47th problem of Euclid, albeit reversed. The instruments used to measure waveforms are measuring alternating polarities, which are really mingling fields. Therefore, our instruments only operate on our specific etheric dimensional density of space-time. In other words, within our limits of perception. Given our limitations, there must therefore be an even grander source going unseen and unaccounted for. This would propose a new fact, and change the definition of unified fields. The unified field begins as an unseen, and mostly immeasurable, energy flickering like a flame in all possible frequencies and etheric dimensional densities. Therefore, these invisible fields come first and give rise to the subatomic particles that we perceive. Where these fields cross paths or collide, they excite the perception of particles. Only when the etheric dimensional harmony with the observer or instruments. Therefore, all perception of mass, time, and matter result from the conjugation of field frequencies and their acoustic behavior that resonate into what we know as particles and the periodic table of elements. The unseen is what causes the perceived sciences of our days. Therefore, nothing can exist physically or be perceived in our three-dimensional reality without having unified field sources in harmony with the observer. Take this information now with wisdom. Let the knowledge grow like a seed, except now that the majority of things are unseen. Why we only have this limited perception is the question we should be asking, and just what lies hidden and what is possible if it were brought to light, or if our ranges of perception were to be different. Further dwelling on these facts leaves one asking what the origin of all things could be. The answer is obvious, the thing emitting the fastest, most intense fields in the universe, of course. Its charge shines upon all things so that they may be brought into the light for us to see, hear, touch, and experience. To find this invisible unified field, to find God, some might say, 
we would have to find the source of his voice and not confuse it with what we see with our eyes. The Lord of all that which is seen and unseen would be the acoustic origin of all broken down aspects of charge and all of the physical world would bend towards it. As it suggests in the book of Enoch, all things bow before the Lord of hosts. The order of which is di dictated in the seven hermetic princi principles. Mind, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender. Much of which is covered in later chapters. The idea of a god particle is to ignore wisdom and is the idea of God's being within the celestial heavens. Yet we have not been looking in the wrong places, as we are meant to interpret the signs. These particles and measures of frequency are no illusion, but are as real as anything else we can perceive. Hopefully this factoid for unified field theories in the field of quantum mechanics can be used to explain all that is so that every man of every faith can embrace it. Often, it is attempted by man to explain the origin of all things and the existence of the unseen in scientific and knowledgeable terms. However, time and time again, it is learned that one cannot teach wisdom. One needs the preconceived notion of a divine source in order to find it in the first place. Though, times are changing. Soon, the whole world may be consciously prepared to accept the underlying source of their existence and give credit to where credit is due. Bowing before the Lord of Hosts is not an option, as every part of creation is doing so at all times. Realizing and accepting of this fact can only bring us out of the Dark Ages, the Dark Ages of spiritual learning, and bring more of what is unseen into the light. We're told that we have five senses, taste, sight, touch, smell, and sound. But each of these are our physical body's way of interpreting specific ranges of electromagnetic fields. In truth, we have but one sense, and that is the interpretation of where these unseen fields intermingle across space and time. Remember, you can support this program by purchasing a copy of Apple of Perception by J.E. Vanet. That's V-E-N-N-E. It is available as of February 2019 on Kindle and paperback through Amazon. That's it for now. Stay tuned to this channel for more of the audiobook and for future presentations. Our next chapter will be a short on frequencies, and then we'll be covering alchemy, the word, faith, arcanum, gnosis, the tesseract, rebirth, apotheosis, and method so that you can apply this knowledge to your life. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Joseph Edward Vinay. Keep your stick on the ice.